It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence, wrapping up the latest episode of Off the Road, celebrating our second anniversary of the interview series and podcast that takes you to musicians and entertainers around the world. Find them all at hawaiipublicradio.org slash offtheroad and where you get podcasts. That includes part one from yesterday with among the greatest rock bands of all time, The Doors, and legendary Doors guitarist, Robbie Krieger. Following drummer John Densmore last year, Off the Road welcomes guitarist Robbie Krieger, who recently released Set the Night on Fire, his new book, filled with stories of life in the Doors, and alongside the ultimate rock frontman, Jim Morrison. Plus, Robbie will break out a guitar that he used to record a Doors classic and offer us an exclusive musical performance. It's The Doors, Robbie Krieger, on Off the Road. And another one I've always been curious about, uh, opening for Simon and Garfunkel, any interaction between them and Jim? Gosh, I don't remember much interaction, but we were kind of surprised to get that gig because, you know, we were really nothing like Simon and Garfunkel. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't don't think the audience really uh, knew who we were that much. (laughs) It was in New York, and I don't see how we got that gig. Even because, I mean, they were just starting out, but they got really big quick. Sure. And we, we hadn't really had a, a record out yet, I don't think. So I don't think anybody knew who we were. Break on Through might have come out, but you know we were nowhere near as popular as them. And uh, I don't think the audience really got it, what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> that is a radical uh, difference in tone and sound. And uh, you've got a great story in there about your seatmate on the flight over to England for the 1970 Isle of Wight Festival. Tell that whole story, every detail you remember, starting with where the <laughs> flight took off from. Well, I was in New York going to, the, uh, to England for the festival, Isle of Wight festival and we're up in first class by that time and uh, i look next to me seat next to me is jimmy hendrick (laughs) wow i never met him before and um, i'd seen a lot of his shows though saw him at the whiskey wow jimmy hendrix at the whiskey man unbelievable remember those marshals so loud it was uh i never heard anything like that very cool. Anyway, so I, I tried to pump some information out of him and stuff. <laughs> did you introduce yourself? Like, what was your first reaction? Were you like, "Hey, I'm in the door." Did he know who you were? Like, yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew. It was uh, it was mutual respect there, but uh, he didn't seem to want to give away any guitar secrets. That's for sure. <laughs> Mostly, we talked about about drugs. Okay, where where are you going to get something when we get there? So let's let's exchange phone numbers, and if if I get something, I'll call you. And, <laughs> and you know, I wasn't into hard drugs at that time, but he definitely was. Right. He he just figured I would be. You know, I right. mean, he, yeah, yeah. If score, I'll call you. You call me if if I score, I'll call you. <laughs> but he never called, right? 
No, no right. I guess I didn't get nothing. And you also, uh, you mentioned that you and Jim at one point had been seeing the same doctor and that the doctor once alluded to you, something being seriously physically wrong with Jim, as you had wondered if he had a secret medical condition. And I had never heard anything about that till this book. Explain that. Well, um, actually, it wasn't me. It was my wife that went to Dr. Derwin that day and and she said hey he mentioned something about jim having some condition and and so after that i i always thought geez maybe that's why jim always acted like somebody who might be dead in six months you know and mm. took all those uh, chances and just wanted to live 100 percent every day he didn't say what it was but yeah i definitely often wondered about that Wow, that's a very interesting thing. And you mentioned your wife. You end up dating Lynn, your wife to this day, way right. back then. 51 years. Giving you a high five, a hug, one for her too. Socially distanced, of course, with the virus. Maybe I'll just wave from 10 feet away. Um, <laughs> and she even makes, however, the trip to Hawaii with the Doors on their first visit to the islands, including going to the Big Island, Maui after the Honolulu show. Yeah, that was really a fun trip. Lynn and I were not married yet or anything, but she was sort of with me, supposedly. <laughs> but Jim didn't agree with that. Apparently. Yeah, so she loved to drink at that time, and I didn't. So she'd go hang out with Jim and the guys and make me jealous. And, you know, she was with Jim back in New York. Yeah. You know, before I had met her. And that's why she had come to California, right? It was because of Jim. Yeah, exactly. She thought maybe she could get in there with Jim. Yeah. And the first time she went to went over to his house, Pam opens the door. Right. Jim's other famous girlfriend, Pam Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn had never even heard of Pam. And, <laughs> oh, this is, she's not really my girlfriend. We just lived together. He was giving her that kind of stuff. But she didn't believe it. <laughs> of course <was> not <laughs> <laughs> and she she ran out of the house and jim ran after her and i think he ran into the street and he got hit by a car or something jim did you know, just yeah i mean just try to try to make her feel sorry for him i guess <laughs> unbelievable right is it why he and he would do stuff like that right to to uh, yeah. manipulate or play on people with his his antics and you really learn a lot about him through this which is kind of fun to uh and any of the anything about like his time in hawaii that he uh that sticks out or anything about like seeing him here just because obviously I'm, I'm sure you can imagine people in the, the islands would uh, um, think it was cool yes i always remember him riding that bike around i don't know if you ever saw that video of jim riding the bike in hawaii uh -uh. <laughs> yeah he found this bike somewhere and bicycle or a motorbike a bicycle okay and he loved uh, the sailboat of course he spent a lot of time on boats with his dad so he had a good uh, good we, we rented this uh, big sailboat on maui right a couple of days yeah i think that was maui and he loved it i've seen the video of him outside of the blaisdell arena which is really candid and he's got his arm around the police they're joking they're laughing they're having fun like he and the cops backstage like right outside of the blaisdell I always like looking at that video um, just because 
Jim's smile is so innocent and wide and and the cops are having fun and Jim's having fun. It's just like it's not the kind of moment that you see with Jim and cops, you know, and, and, I, and I know that things like that did happen. And, and similarly, as we go to wrap it up with you, moments that people aren't as familiar with with Jim accompanying Jim Morrison on acoustic guitar, one of his poetry readings. And so, again, if you can try to paint a picture of this event for us since it's radio and when this happened approximately and, and what that was your memory of. It was pretty, pretty early. I think the first album just came out and they were trying to get Norman Mailer <laughs> to be governor of New York. They're trying to raise money for that. And we thought that was pretty cool. So we went and did a couple of songs and Jim read some of his poetry. What kind of venue? It was real small, real small, right up on Sunset. It was like a bookstore, I think. Well, it's a good way to follow up that story about playing acoustic guitar as we end our interview. We have Robbie here with us. He has his guitar, and he said he was willing to play a little something for us. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. A little something. We'd love it, brother. Yeah. Great. Let me you. grab the guitar and see you. Thanks, Robbie. Can... Good man. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Can you hear this? Yeah. Sounds perfect. Sounds great. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This is my old flamenco guitar that I played Spanish Caravan. Thank you, Robbie. We appreciate it. Did you have fun today? Sure did, man. It's legendary Doors guitarist Robbie Krieger playing a little bit of the guitar he used for Spanish Caravan. He's got a new book, Set the Night on Fire. Really grateful for your time and the little performance, bro. Hi. You're the man. Thank you. I might be coming over there in June. Dude, we got to do an interview, and we'll, we'll do something in advance. Is it for a gig? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have you on the show. All right. Cool. Stay Thanks, safe. Buddy. You're welcome, bud. Yeah.